Okay, Bundy. It's time to introduce the show. Oh, you want me to introduce the show? Well, previously on this fucking show, why are you fucking doing it, you asshole? Why why Previously on Monogamy. Say, you know, I just had a thought about something. Uh, we could use a big fundraiser tune. You know, kind of like a We Are the World. Uh, why don't you boys write it? It's a sick, sick world that we live in. It's a sick, sick place to be. <laughs> and while it may not be too prudent in Beijing, they kill the students just for wanting to be free. Here we go. Great. Just great. We're on a mission to stop one of the most deadly escape prisoners the galaxy has ever known, and our ship gets towed. I think if we follow these tracks, we will find it. Do you think that is wise, Captain? We know nothing of this culture. Nonsense. We just choke down some of their native swill and then take our huge brains back to... Captain! Ozark is eating the captain! Hello, everybody, and welcome to another debilitating episode of Monogamy. Uh, debilitating? That's not right, is it? Well, they're nodding at me from the booth and waiting to go on, so I guess that's what they want me to say. Anyway, as you may recall, Odnarb the alien was shot at the end of last week's episode, and today you get to know who actually did it. So we're going to play the last little bit of the previous scene and then pick it up at that point. Understand? Okay, here we go! Hold on there, Harvey. I have to do my bit first. It's not what it says on my script. What do you mean? What rewrite do you have? Orange. Orange? That was two drafts ago. We're on magenta now. Magenta? Why wasn't I given that on the last draft, for that matter? We sent it to your girlfriend's apartment. Oh. Oh, hi there, Joanne. Oh, hi, Rock. Nice tomatoes. Why, thank you. I got them at the commissary. Excuse me? You left my scripts with Susan? Why would you do that, Joanne? You're just a script girl. You don't make those decisions. Al told me that's where you wanted them sent. Well, that was it said in the memo you sent me, Harvey. Oh, hi, Alan. Howdy, Rock. How you going? Oh, pretty good kid, you. I can't complain. The new house is almost ready. Excuse me, Alan. I gave you that memo three months ago. It doesn't apply now. In fact, Susan and I split up four weeks ago. Sorry to hear that, Harv. Well, it wasn't going to go anywhere. She wanted kids, and I... Daniel, wait a minute! What about my script? Calm down, Harvey. Here you go. Well, thanks. And in the future, leave my scripts where you usually do. The men's room at the Griffin. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, very funny, Joanne. You know, I'm a vampire now. How would you like two holes in your neck? How would you like a slap in the face, you son of a bitch? Okay, okay, I'll take it from here. Thanks, everyone. Well, as Harvey said, we're going to pick up the action from the end of last week's episode. By the way, those aliens, I don't know if you realize this, but their names are backwards names from famous people. You know, like, Anadam is actually Madonna, Odnarb is Brando, and so forth. Bet you didn't get that, huh? Actually, we were going to have a contest to see if anyone would figure that out, but we had to give up the idea when the goat died. The goat was first prize, you see. Everybody thought that everyone else was going to feed it, and then the long weekend came along, and... Well, it wasn't pretty. Anyhow, here's the end of the scene from last week. Odnarb is just about to get shot. I know that. Oh my god, they're eating your brain. Quick, toss me the keys. Good luck catching me, assholes. Ha! Don't even think about eating my brain, stupid zombies. I'm from another galaxy, and I'm way too smart to fall victim to you and your crude barbaric methods. Ha! 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 
next time, how about we just try and shoot the targets, okay? <laughs> All right, kids, uh, everyone hit the showers. I'll have a big day tomorrow while we're going after the war and everything. Don't forget to clear away your grenades and barbies and such. <laughs> well, what a great bunch of soldiers. They do everything you ask. You don't even have to pay them. <laughs> we should have thought of this years ago. <laughs> Hi. Hi, dear. Bet you didn't see that one coming, huh? One of Standish's child soldiers accidentally shot the last alien. Guess that means old Tweedle's in the clear now. Later that evening, the kids' soldiers of monogamy lie around the barracks, anxiously awaiting the next day when they'll be shipped out to fight on Easter Island. Poor saps. They don't know the horrors of war like I do. Because I never went to war. So my experience is way different from what theirs will be. Let's join them now, shall we? Why, there's little Timmy writing a letter home. How cute. My dearest, tomorrow we ship out for Easter Island. I can't tell you exactly where we're going. Not because it's a secret due to national security, but mostly because I'm lousy in geography. I bet you're asking yourself, does he have clean underwear? Or is he scared? Well, sure I am. We're all scared. Some of the kids try to hide it by playing the big man. But later you see them in detonation class peeing their pants every time a bang goes off. Don't worry about me. This is a great adventure. I will soon be home and in your arms as a war hero. Please take care of Randolph, my teddy bear, and love him as you would me. And know this, my darling. If I don't return, I will always truly love you. Mommy. Sincerely, Private Timmy. P.S. Did you find my iPod? If Jackie took it, she's dead. Have you got any threes? Go fish. You got some threes. Nuh-uh. Yes, you do. Cut it out, you two. There'll be plenty of fighting to do when we get to Easter Island. Sergeant Ellis says that when we get there, we should make sure our shoes are clean and tied properly. Uh, what does she know? When I get there, I'm going to get me some dirty Islander ears and wear them around my neck. That's against the Geneva Convention. That's against the Geneva Convention. Why don't you Geneva Convention this, you little suck hole? Look out, Randy. She's got a knife. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Soldiers, huh? I guess they're all the same the whole world over. Even if they're only nine. Well, the long night is finally over, and it's the next day. Here we are at the Fort Monogamy Parade Grounds. The Prime Minister and his wife are at the podium, looking over the troops. Hundreds of snot-nosed little brats, standing around nervously and pulling at their crotches. Let's see what the PM and his wife Lorene are talking about. Why are we here again, dear? I told you, Lorene, we're here to see the troops off to defend this Sozo country. Why don't they just get the Prime Minister? I am the Prime Minister, Lorene. How come you never listen to me? Why would I be any different than most other Americans? Canadians, Lorene. We're Canadians. I thought that you were going to fix that once and for all, Stefan. Well, I can't do everything in one night. Well, that's for sure. Look, here comes somebody. Maybe we're finally going to get this thing going and ship these young freedom heroes off to Wester Island. Easter Island. Right. Hello, Mr. Prime Minister. I think we're ready for you now, sir. Who are you? Where's Candy-Ass? Dead, sir. I'm Robert Bumkither, your new aide, sir. Candy-Ass is dead? Yes, sir. Well, how did it happen? He was harpooned in your office during episode four, remember? Oh, it's terrible. Why didn't anyone tell me? Well, I guess everyone thought you knew, as you were there in the room at the time. 
in fact, he died saving your life. Really? You think I would have remembered something like that? Did we give him a medal or something at least? No, but you sent 50 bucks to his widow, Jim. These are strange times, Bumpkisser, strange times. Are you ready to motivate the troops now, sir? It's the least I can do. Actually, I've seen you do a lot less than that. Let's step over to the microphone, shall we? Ladies and gentlemen, and younger members of the armed forces, please welcome the Prime Minister of Canada. Hello, my fellow Canadians. Thank you, thank you very much. Well, it is a great honor, not only to be your supreme leader and moral compass in these difficult times, but also to stand here in front of all you kids. Uh, uh, yes, right. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, uh, men and women-like individuals. A soldier, yes. I thank you for all the sacrifices that you have made and indeed will be making to help keep this country free and relatively great. In the coming months, all of you young, young people will fight with all the vigor and veracity that most of the great nations are already known for. The invasion of Leicester Island... Damn it! Easter Island will be immortalized alongside other great Canadian moments in history. Moments that will forever be celebrated in short, badly costumed television interstitials. It brings a tear of joy to my eye when I think of all the great things they will say about me after this war. How we show those Easter Islanders that freedom and conservatism is not for sale. We are the new leaders in this war on terror. A war that can only be won by killing innocent bystanders and sacrificing future generations. So fight hard! Fight long! Fight with maple leaves in your eyes and hockey in your heart! God be with you! Mercy! Mercy! Sir, something strange is happening down on the field. What do you mean? Who are all those adults? I think it's their parents, sir. Okay, Tommy, that's enough now. Come on home. You have to be up at 8 a.m. sharp tomorrow morning. But, Mom, I'm going to war today. The only war you're going to is with your pillow, young man. Agnes, can we leave today sometime? I want to water the lawn this afternoon. Coming, George. You see that, Tommy? Now Daddy is angry. Well, don't worry about Daddy, Tommy. I can kill him now. Tommy Johnson, you put that bayonet down right now. Yes, Mom. Cindy Carlson, I said take out that flamethrower and get in the car right now. But I haven't fragged anyone yet, Mom. Dad said it was all right with him if it was all right with you. Well, it isn't all right with me. And look at the state of that dress, Cindy. Now, you will get that off as soon as you get home and wash it. You wash it. What did you say, young lady? I said you wash it. You are so grounded, Cindy Carlson. So dead, Mummy. What was that? Nothing. Bumkisser, what's going on? We forgot, sir. School starts tomorrow. The children are all leaving. You mean leaving? How am I going to be seen as the great leader I think I am with this type of selfishness in the ranks? Hey, stop that! You, yes, you with the beanie, get back in line! I'll outlaw school, that's what I'll do, Bumkisser. I'll make it a crime to go to school. I'm going shopping, Stefan. See you at home, maybe. Stop that, you kids! I need an army, stop! I order you to stop, Bumkisser. Arrest those mothers for treason. I don't think I can do that, sir. All of the army has been taken away, except for that one child. Can we do this with just one kid? Not likely, sir. Even Easter Island can handle this. Okay, just forget it. Hey, kid, yeah, you, you little loser, you might as well go home, too. Stop picking your nose. Where's your mother? You went to Jamaica with Uncle Daddy Jamarca. So who's picking you up? Auntie, sister, Grandma Janet. Bum kisser, get that kid a medal. Yes, sir, right away, sir. Uh, which medal? Well, how the hell would I know? What do they give Billy Bishop? Uh, the Victoria Cross, sir. Fine, one of those. I think they have to come from the Queen, sir. Marvelous. You know what, Bumkisser, sometimes I wonder why I ever became president. Um, Prime Minister, sir? Whatever. I'm so going to cut some services for the poor tomorrow. Yes, sir. 
Oh, and bum kisser. Yes, sir. You're fired. Yes, sir. Well, how do you like that? The best laid plans of mice and men. Aft gang aglay, as they say. I get the first part of that all right, but God knows what aft gang aglay means. Is that pig Latin? Anyway, it looks like the Prime Minister's phony war is a big bust. And speaking of big busts, even his wife has gone home. Well, I'm just glad it turned out that way. I was hired to speak to the kids about crime prevention next week, and I can really use the 300 bucks. See, my wife just got out of the slammer, and she's after me for five years of alimony. Besides, the kids will have plenty of time to get killed in wars when they get older. There's always a war going on somewhere, ain't there? Well, now that the war is off and the aliens are all dead, the only thing that monogamites have to worry about at the moment is the spillage. It looks like the big benefit concert is a go. Won't you join us next week for part one of a special three-part series of episodes? There'll be music and singing and celebrities and all sorts of fun. I'm going myself. Yep, wouldn't miss it. See you next week on... Monogamy. 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 Monogamy.